James refers to the people who are grumbling against each other. He calls them brothers and sisters. This is Chapter, Verse, and Season, a lectionary podcast from Yale Bible Study. Join us each week as two Yale Divinity School professors look at an upcoming text from the Revised Common Lectionary. This episode, we have Judy Gundry, research scholar and professor adjunct of New Testament, and Adam Idle, assistant professor of ethics. They're discussing James chapter 5, verses 7 through 10, which is appointed for the third Sunday of Advent in year A. Here's the text. James chapter 5, verses 7 through 10. Be patient, therefore, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits for the precious crop from the earth, being patient with it until it receives the early and the late rains. You also must be patient. Strengthen your hearts, for the coming of the Lord is near. Brothers and sisters, do not grumble against one another, so that you may not be judged. See, the judge is standing at the doors. As an example of suffering and patience, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. I thought this passage is so easy to identify with because who doesn't grumble at somebody else? I mean, every day, right? So it's easy to identify with this passage. It's hard to hear the words, be patient, don't complain, because that's just not natural. We don't automatically do that. So this is, passage is kind of easy to understand, but hard to accept at the same time. But what does it have to do with the coming of the Lord? Why is that important? That's what I was trying to figure out. Okay, well, we might have to tackle this in a couple of different parts. I just wanted to say, I want to see if we can answer that question, but I wanted to make a comment that might be interesting to others about this notion of patience here and the exhortation to be patient. You know, typically we think of patience as a quality of character that enables you to tolerate delay, you know, so you're patient if something desired is prolonged. Or we think of it as this quality that enables you to to endure aggravation and so forth, right? You know, there are circumstances that are just grating and you need to be patient in those circumstances. Well, that's all I think part of patience, but it's a bit epiphenomenal, I think, to the way that patience is understood anciently, which is as a virtue by which you endure sorrow. So in life, human life, there's sorrow, there's loss, there's death. There are genuinely grievous circumstances that that break us open and out and leave us in the midst of of woe. And he mentions so the so Job is mentioned below as someone, right? Has anyone ever known the sorrow of Job? It's hard hard to imagine. And what is it about Job? that is being elevated here. It's Job's patience. It's his righteous endurance of sorrow, not by looking away from it or pretending like these horrible things that have happened aren't horrible 
or not by suppressing his sorrow, but by enduring it. He allows it to affect him without completely unraveling him. And we see this in, in Christ on the cross, his passion, his suffering, his endurance of this pain, but not just the pain of the physical pain, but the abandonment of his closest friends and the, the loneliness even of the, the cry of dereliction, you know, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And so I guess before, before coming to the, the answer to the question, how, what does the imminent arrival or, of the Lord have or the presence of God have to do with patience? I guess I just wanted to lay out what I think is a, a pretty plausible understanding of maybe what is being signaled here by patience. Yeah, I think that's really important to think there are so many examples, Job being one of patience. And it's so unnatural for us today, I think, to think in terms of being patient, being patient with those around us who are mistreating us or disappointing us or that make our lives difficult, right? And it's it's so easy to cancel people you know, or just drop the contact, unfriend them. Why should I uh, bother, right? I, I have thousands of friends, virtual friends at least, right? Yeah. Um, I can get more friends. So why should we be patient with one another uh, when it just leads to grumbling? And what struck me here is the way that James refers to the people who are complaining. Um, and grumbling against each other. He calls them brothers and sisters. He says, do not complain, brothers and sisters, against one another. And as an example, brothers and sisters of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. So it's not as if these are random people that we're grumbling against. He defines he defines us in relation to those we grumble against as family. And I think maybe that's the re- part of the reason why we are to be patient is because we don't give up on family. We don't just say, good riddance, no more, I'm done, because we are part of the family of, of God. And the the hope of the Lord's return when the family will be perfected is what keeps us keeps us going. Yeah, hope is like this urgent thing that we that propels us toward something that's currently out of reach. It's thought to be difficult. It's possible, but it's not yet attained and but I think the more we cling to hope, the more the thing longed for is kind of already present and there's a joy in that. And joy kind of joy loosens the grip of the sorrow and the anguish and the even the anger that um that we might feel even rightly so about about any number of circumstances that warrant not only our patience but uh, rectification yeah the, you know this this point about seeing others as brothers and sisters this is this is something about scripture when i when i read it that i'm struck by when i'm you know and i'm lucky when i'm struck by it and i have this like the picture you know when your kid would 
when you were a kid and you do something wrong and your mom would kind of grab your face and just look, you know, squeeze your cheeks together and say, look at me. And then really let you know that you, the way you see things is, is partial. It's incomplete. It's incorrect. And this is one of those passages and something about what you said there just kind of grabbed me, you know, by my face and said, these people are your brothers and sisters. So see that. Now that you don't see that, that's the truth. And that's hard to get your head around. It is. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, who doesn't have family, brothers and sisters who haven't, <laughs> we haven't squabbled with, right? Right. Yeah. That relationship goes on and yes, goes through valleys and mountains and it always does. And it will always be that way. And the fact that we are brothers and sisters means that that God has done the work already to bring us together. And the and the fact that we are to hope and be patient for the Lord's coming means that we can hope that that work will be finished. That what we experience now is only partial, imperfect, unsatisfying in many ways, but yet behind the scenes, yeah. God is still at work, and the day is coming. <clears throat> when it will be finished. Yeah. And I was just thinking as you were saying that, that this the invitation to consider the prophets as examples of patient endurance in a way extends that family in a temporal way. You know, there's this clause in the Apostles' Creed about the communion of saints. I believe in the communion of saints. Well, I think of that as extending it's not just to be in a temporally circumscribed communion as, you know, the communion of believers here and now, but is also going forward and backward in time so that the exhortation to consider the prophets or consider the the, the saints as examples is, is to also look to not just these alien others, but to people that we even now bear a real relationship to. It's familial. And that's... Mm-hmm. That's cheering to me. That does me good. I think that by comparing or or recommending to follow the example of prophets, James is almost saying, I'm not telling you to just be a doormat, right? I'm telling you to aspire to a high calling, mm. the, call, the prophetic calling, mm. because the prophets, no matter their authority, were called to be patient. Mm. And so it's <clears throat> the call to patience and waiting and not being discouraged is a high calling of of all believers. It's not just, it's a prophetic Mm. calling, I guess, is what what this text says to me. Be be prophets, wait. Oh, patience and prophecy. There's, There's something to think about. Thanks for listening. And thank you, Professors Gundry and Idol, for talking about James with us today. For more Bible study resources, check out YaleBibleStudy.org. Videos, study guides, discussion questions, it's all free. That's YaleBibleStudy.org. Chapter, Verse, and Season is a production of the Center for Continuing Education at Yale Divinity School. It's produced by creator and managing editor Joel Baden, production manager Kelly Morrissey, associate producer Aidan Stoddart, and I'm your host and executive producer, Helena Martin. Mixing on today's episode and our theme music are by Calvin Linderman. We'll be back with another conversation from chapter, verse, and season.